right. Hey, guys. What's going on? My name is Chris Saquez, and this is your best life defined. Well, let's go ahead and get started on this thing. So, you know, I, I remember one of the things I remember in my life as I was growing up, uh, especially once I was married. I married Sandy, and I got married real young. And about once a week, we would go to my dad's house, and we'd have dinner with him. Or anytime there was a family gathering, we would it would be at dad's house, and we'd be hanging out. And, and my dad lived in a modest home, and it had kind of a bar that you could sit up right next to the, I mean, right across from the sink. I remember we'd be sitting there and my mom would get up and she'd start doing dishes and it wasn't long before my dad would excuse himself from the table and he would uh, he would go over and grab a dish towel or he'd bump her out of the way and he'd start washing dishes. And it didn't really dawn on me at the time. I didn't really put it together back then. But what I came to realize is dishpan hands, apparently they're kind of sexy because my mom and my dad had this amazing relationship. And it wasn't perfect. I mean, of course, my dad had his flaws and so did my mom. And there were those moments when you could see there was some stuff cooking. But when I look back at that and I look at the the progress that Sandy and I have had in our relationship, I've come to realize that uh, you know, it's the dishpan hands and it's running the vacuum cleaner and it's making the bed or cleaning the shower. It's all of those things that make us sexy to our partner, to make us desirable to our partner. I mean, when you think about what we do when we first meet someone, when we first got together, I remember there wasn't anything I wouldn't do with Sandy. I would, I mean, we'd go hang out at the park for hours and I'd hang on her every word. And, and if she needed something, I took care of it. You want to go out and eat? You want to do this? You want to, yeah, I'm all for it. And I think as we, as time goes by and we get accustomed to each other, there's a little bit of baggage that comes from being in a relationship. And we stop remembering those things or they fade and it might be because you know that person you are when you first start dan you're would start dating you're putting your f- best foot forward you're not trying to be that perfect person for him because you're really attracted to him and, and there might be something you want but you know and then over time the real you comes out the the socks on the living room floor you the didn't put your clothes or the towel in the hamper you um the why didn't you rinse your dishes in the sink and then all the stressors that come from choosing this life we're living i mean when you start adding bills and obligations and responsibility the romance can really quickly go out the window and if you want to get that romance back Get some dishpan hands. And that's just a metaphor. It's a metaphor for the idea that I'm a firm believer that relationships are built on three sides. There's the me, there's the her, and then there's the us. And the foundation of that is kindness. And within that kindness is the willingness to do whatever it takes to make that relationship work. And more than that, to do whatever it takes to make your partner smile, to make your partner feel good about her choice to, or his choice to be with you. See, it doesn't make much sense for you to get in a relationship and then you and the person you're with is just basically another child you have to take care of, another thing you have to do. You know, 
when you talk about living your best life, living your best life is just that. It's about waking up every day knowing that everything in your life fits who you are and what you love. Okay. I mentioned our house, our, our fifth wheel is, it's not, it's not, I didn't buy it to impress the world. I didn't buy it to impress you. What I bought it for was because it's a perfect launch pad for my life. It allows me to live the life I want to live. When you look at your relationship, it's the same way. The person that you're with or the person who you are, you need to accent the person you're with. It's not, it's not, oh, we're in a relationship now, so you get to take care of me. It's we're in a relationship now, so we get to take care of each other. I don't walk, if I walk in the living room or in the kitchen, and our house is pretty small right now, but anytime I walk in the kitchen, there's dishes in the sink, I do them. If I look up and my wife's still busy doing something else, I take care of it because that reinforces my commitment to her. And more than that, it reinforces in her that she is important to me and that my goal in life is to make her life easy, to make her life and her time, the time she spends with me, as pleasurable as possible. I mean, do you really like to hang out with people who aren't that much fun or that that don't do anything for you or are just a burden? Think about it. Think about every time you walk by something that you know you should probably take care of, but you're just too busy. Or maybe you're just thinking about yourself. I've said it before, and I'll say it until the day I die. The secret to having an amazing relationship is to love your partner more than yourself. That that stands. If you love your partner more than yourself, it doesn't bother you or you're willing to take the sacrifice to not go golfing because she has something she needs you to be home for and would like you to do with her. Does it always work out? Not always. I mean, that's the ebb and flow of a relationship. But if you practice it, and if nothing else, if you look at your partner with kindness and empathy and compassion, it is easy. I don't want my wife to struggle. I don't want my wife to wake up worried about things that I should be taking care of, but I just refuse to because it's not on my list. It's not my priority. If she says it, well, then we probably need to do it. And it's not because it's not a matter of loving loving it or me enjoying it. It's a matter of my wife asks something of me or she needs something of me. And I definitely don't want her to figure out that I'm not as great as she thinks I am. I mean, I'm the lucky one here. You know, and she probably says the same thing. I don't know. You know, and what's tragic is that we get in these relationships. And first, first of all, I don't believe that any of us have the skills to actually be in a relationship. Very few of us actually have the ability just to transition from being that single, free, spirited, do-whatever-you-want person to now I'm a partner in a relationship and my decisions are no longer my own. They're mine, but there's accountability. I think our failure is that we expect that just because we know how to love and we enjoy the experience of a relationship that we have the skills to to be good at it. And truly we don't. Those are those are developed skills. But I can tell you it can start with kindness. It starts with waking up every day being willing to do whatever it takes, not because they ask, because you love them. 
because you're committed to showing up and being your best self. And in that is some accountability. I mean, what can my wife say to me about the things I do? Am I, am, I, uh, am I compromised in our relationship for this podcast? No, in fact, what's interesting about this is she's watched me evolve in a lot of things. And this is one of those evolution things where I'm trying to be better at something I'm doing. And, and because I spend more time doing the things for her and I spend that time taking care of her and supporting her and the things that she's doing, in turn, what do I get? She tells me, you got to get your podcast done. Do you need more time? She's all in with me. Not because she respects or appreciates what I'm doing as far as the message. Because she loves me because I take care of her. Relationships aren't easy. But I've been married 39 and a half years. And if there was anyone who could tell you anything about what makes a great relationship... I might be that guy because I've, I've lived it. I've lived it. We were kids when we got married and we struggled a lot. And it was, it was only after I realized that I could be a better person. I can be better not only for myself, but for my wife. And in a relationship, I am not the center of my universe. She is. Now there is a there's a, there's a downside to this when you actually figure it out, when you actually break that threshold where you'll go months without crosswords or some debate about whose job it is to do what. And the burden is that once you get to that point, you truly start appreciating the person you're with, the person you love. All of a sudden it gets kind of scary because it's going to end. It's going to end and it's kind of a double-edged sword because there's a part of you that, I mean, you just revel in the relationship you have and the love you share and the, and the life you live together and, and the excitement of new goals and just the banter that comes with mutual respect and consideration. But when you love someone that much, all of a sudden the reality comes into play where you realize there's going to come a time when you have to say goodbye. And you know, that's, that's the only downside. And it's inspiring in a way. I, I don't ever want to face that and not know that I wasn't the best person I could be for my wife. Are you being, are you being that person? Are you willing to give up or do anything for the person you love? I know we say it. We all say it and we believe it when it comes to armed attackers and, and assailants who show up in our life and want to plunder and pillage. But I'm talking about the little things. Do you walk past a sink full of dishes because it's not your job or you don't have time? Have you categorized your efforts and your tasks based on your being who you are versus who they are? Or is it just this collective effort? This teamwork to get all the crap done, to face the struggle together, get past it so you can live your best life. See, relationships aren't that tough if you approach it from the right position, if you start from the right place. And what's ironic is you watch people and they're like, oh, you know, they get a divorce and they go through the battle over all this stuff. And the tragedy is that they're going to get in a new relationship 
and they're going to face the same hurdles because they haven't changed. They haven't gotten on the same page with the person they are divorcing and the person they the new person in their life, that new girl or that new guy or that new love. That isn't there's no guarantee you're gonna get on the same page. I think when the second or third marriages work, it's just out of attrition. It's out of those both people just deciding it's too friggin' much work to do this again. It isn't because they figure it out all the time, it's just they accept it. He drinks too much. He's lazy. Or she she just doesn't give a damn about me. Or she doesn't keep a clean house. And it doesn't matter. I can't do anything to make that happen. If we're going to eat, I'm going to have to cook. Kind of a sad thing, really. Kind of a sad thing. I think we have to learn to play. In order for us to learn to play together, we have to gain that trust. And it's not just about trust as, as it relates to infidelity. It's about trusting that the person you share your life with is in it 110%. The person you share your life with is willing to do whatever it takes to bring a smile to your face, to make you happy, to feel you, to make sure you feel like you're getting your money's worth, that make you feel like you're actually giving them value with sharing their life with you. Because in the end, that's what it's about. And I've seen it. I see it every day. I'm going hunting. No, it's you, you, you cook the mess, you clean it. Ah, it doesn't work that way. All that does is add conflict and resentment and throws baggage out there that we just can't get past. And, and then there comes a time when we're sitting there and all of a sudden, guess what? We're not looking at all the good things our partner's doing. We're focused on all the bad things. And then we go out in the world and we keep that image in our head and we, we laugh with this person and we yuck it up with this person and this person is so kind to us. Before we know it, what we had is gone. That thing that we fell in love with, that person we couldn't get enough of, all of a sudden we can't move fast enough to get away from them. It's not because they changed. They've always been the same person they were. Not because you changed. It's because you didn't put the effort in. You didn't put them first. Do some dishes. Get some dishpan hands. Run the vacuum. Make the bed. Clean the toilet. Vacuum the truck. Mow the lawn. Do whatever it takes. Do more than it takes. Show up every day and be the best person you can be for the person you love. And I guarantee you, they will never complain about you doing too much for them, about you loving them too much. It's easy for me. Hasn't always been that way, but it definitely is working. And it's working well, so. Anyway, just so you know, I just want to let you know that uh, I'm still here, still hanging in there, not giving up on you, not giving up on me. I enjoy what I'm doing. I'm starting to get into my groove here. It doesn't really matter anymore. If, you, if you're not ready for this, you're not going to like what I have to say. But if you are, there are a lot of tidbits of information amid all my rambling that you might want to listen to. Go back and listen to some of my podcasts. And, and I've got a lot of great ideas and what I have is history. I have the history of an amazing relationship and an amazing story that started when I was 16 years old and my wife was barely 14. 
And because we figured it out and we stuck to it and we remained committed to each other and we worked through the rocky times and the tough times when we didn't think it was going to go and we just kept hanging on, we got to where we are now. And it comes down to one simple thing. Love your partner more than yourself in all things. So... Anyway, I hope it helped. I hope you have a wonderful day. I appreciate you listening. We're just going to keep rolling this. Um, Like I said, I'm not doing this for me. I'm doing it for you. I'm doing it because I don't want to miss out on the opportunity to share my story and share what I've learned. Because there's a chance that someone out there, one of you is ready. You're ready for something better. Why not start living your best life? All right. Until next time, just remember today's your day. Make it a good one.